Well, welcome to the Black Madonna Speaks with me, your host, Stephanie Georgiev. Thank you so much for spending your valuable time with me. And before we get started, I would love to give a shout out to my Patreon supporters. Thank you so much for your multi-level support. I could not do this without you. I'm also grateful for my one-time donors and all of you wonderful listeners that like and subscribe and share this podcast. It's a joy to do, and I so enjoy interacting with you as well. I also wanted to remind everybody that we're in the final weeks of registration for the In Search of Sacred Origins in Africa. And I have two links in the program notes. One is for a detailed itinerary and booking form, and the other is for a promotional video that gives a very animated description of the tour. And this was with the tour leader, Sarnia Guiton. So if you would like to participate in this in person, I urge you to uh, click on those links and fill out the forms and get those to Sarnia in these last few days of registration openings. I also want to remind everybody that my Patreon supporters who are not able to attend this tour in Namibia will be receiving transcripts of the talks, resource materials, copies of the Uh, PowerPoint presentations, as well as recordings of the talks. So for those of uh, my Patreon supporters that cannot attend, this is available. So you can also become a supporter of this lovely podcast and be there virtually. Well, today's program is just such a privilege We'll be interviewing a wonderful guest who is going to tell us all about his project, which comes from the Philippines. And how I discovered this wonderful guest was doing some research on Filipino Black Madonnas. And I thought, oh, this is a very interesting person. So I'm going to let him tell you all about himself and his project one. Well, I am so excited to introduce to my listeners an incredible gift. His name is James Malabanan. Welcome, James. Hi, good morning from the Philippines. And uh, thank you for listening. Yeah, I'm yes, we're so excited about this. So you said you're from you're in the Philippines. I've never been there. Now you're a, you're a lifelong uh, resident of Philippines, correct? Yes. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Yeah. We have them. I'm from Southern California, and we have a wonderful Filipino community there. There's even a Filipino town in Los Angeles, and the at the Los Angeles Cathedral, Our Lady of the Angels, they actually have a chapel to the Virgin of Antipolo there. Yes. And they celebrate her. So that was really my first exposure to all of that. So mm-hmm. what? before we get started about your amazing project, 
what is your day job? What do you do uh, on a day-to-day -day basis? Yes. yes. Uh, so I am currently a copywriter for a marketing firm mm -hmm. in, in Metro Manila. Mm -hmm. And it's, I've been doing it for almost two years now after uh, years of trying to be part of the copywriter of uh, mm -hmm. the media industry here mm -hmm. in the country. Mm -hmm. And uh, along with that, is I'm also doing some um, research work for different shrines and parishes in the country. Oh, wow. That's so amazing. Now, tell us the name of your incredible site, your blog. Tell us the name. Oh, yes. Yes. Uh, so my blog is is named Pintakasi, mm -hmm. which is an old Filipino term for patron's name. Oh, wow. Okay. Now, for my listeners, I do have a link to this incredible blog in the program notes, so no worries there. Now, you have kind of an interesting um, story behind your inspiration. Do you want to tell us why you started creating this blog? <laughs> of course, of course. So my blog started in September 12th. 2016 mm -hmm. it was the memorial of the holy name of the blessed virgin mary mm -hmm. and i did start my blog out of boredom in my office <laughs> so not a lot of creative outlet in your office huh <laughs> yes because as, at that time uh, i used to post almost everything that i know on social media and mm -hmm. Then when I discovered that I do have an audience there, mm -hmm. then this random thought of my boredom, like, what if I put up a blog there? Mm -hmm. And uh, let's just try because, well, there's no harm in tr trying right. to do something, something right. different than what I usually do. So I did set up my my blog. It was first on Blogger. Yes, yes. Although there were some problems about Blogger later on, so I have to switch to WordPress right. years later. Right. And from and when my first blog went live, I didn't I didn't expect how it will blow up at least mm. uh, from in the coming months. And then that's when I started to get involved with different parishes and shrines mm. and even some religious orders as well to mm. help them propagate uh, their certain devotions and also to unknowingly reviving some old ones that mm. were already extinct mm. due to the war. Mm. Oh, wow. As I was in the little preamble before our interview, I was saying that I was trying to find some information on Filipino Black Madonnas and up came yes. your blog. And I'm like, this is better than Wikipedia. This is incredible. Oh, thank you. It's incredible. I mean, absolutely incredible. Now, you have a wonderful, it's Pentecosti, and then there's this lovely line below it. Do you want to tell us what it says? Oh, yes. Yeah. Okay, so it's a, it's a it's Chronicles of Philippine Popular Piety and Local Ecclesiastical History. Because since I am now, uh, because along the way, I have been uh, recording different parts of Philippine church mm -hmm. history mm -hmm. without me knowing it because right. of... Uh, because these stories of different venerated images in the country mm -hmm. uh, gave me a glimpse of what was the church then. Oh, wow. from the time that the, that these that this certain devotion was introduced, mm -hmm. and 
what was the current state of the nation at that time. Mm. And it did give me a sense of nationalism later oh. on, which I don't really have back then. Right, right. And it gives me that, wow, this is what we've been through over, over the years. And I guess the Catholic faith did have a role in mm -hmm. our nation building. Mm -hmm. Like nowadays, they are being so dismissive mm -hmm. with it, in the, mm -hmm. sadly. Mm -hmm. But after doing my own thing, uh, writing about it, it gives me a better picture that we should not disregard the role of the Catholic Church in the Philippines because without it, uh, we would be not as culturally... Mm -hmm. Well, let's just say uh, culturally transform, mm, mm. or uh, it wouldn't improve that much mm -hmm, if it mm -hmm. wasn't for the Catholic faith. Although mm -hmm. uh, there were points of integration mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. uh, at some point, and it gives us a better understanding on why such was appropriated. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And uh, as when I dealt further mm -hmm. and we will see that later on the narratives of the different images that mm -hmm. I have been writing about mm -hmm. for a year for almost uh, almost seven or six or seven yeah. years from now yeah well I can tell you that that's something I love about what I do is when I start examining these images of the Virgin Mary it does give this really beautiful insight into the history and culture and transformation of the people involved. And so you're certainly coming through in your blog because I'm like, this is a beautiful culture. I mean, it's just, it's not that I didn't think it, it I just didn't think, I must admit, as an American, it just never occurred to me. And I thought, this is a whole new, beautiful, amazing expression of Christianity that parts of it are universal. And then yes. there are these wonderful, uh, interpretations of the local so you're, you're doing a very good job with your blog because you. that Thank certainly you. got through to me now you are an award-winning blogger so can you well, tell us sort about... of sort of well I, well I get nominated at times yes not really winning those nominations uh -huh. but it's already an honor for me yeah it's right an honor for me and I think for me the uh the, one of the best things that got me with the blog is I was able to participate in the national kincentennial celebration oh, wow. for, of, of the of the niche of introduction of Christianity mm -hmm. and also the circumnavigation of Ferdinand Magellan. Wow. Wow. So yes. This is, there's just so many wonderful things happening on the planet. Now when did yes. when did that all happen? I that took place between 2020 to 2021. Really? Oh, my. Yes. Oh, wow. And so what did you participate in in those celebrations? Uh, uh, I was one of the resource persons with regards to the devotion to the child Jesus oh. in the Philippines. Okay. Because it is a known fact that uh, the, the, the first known religious image in the Philippines was the image of the child Jesus. Wow. 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 And also there was this saying from one of our priests that Magellan conquered, but the child Jesus reigns. Oh, <laughs> 
That's and mean. he still is. Yes, he is. He is. Now you, so you were you were basically the the historian that uh, was shaping some of the of the uh, understandings of this amazing. Well, um, I'm not going to say that I'm a total historian because you know there mm-hmm. might there were some people that would say I do not have the the academic titles per uh, se, but I was uh, just more of an I would call myself a narrator. Okay. A storyteller. Right. I would rather prefer myself that way because I want because uh the stories themselves uh, are just there. It's just it just needed a little refinement mm-hmm. or it has to mm-hmm. be told what it is right right how it is Hmm. that's how i consider myself now when you were doing this narration for these celebrations what was something that really surprised you like wow i i didn't know that was there anything that happened i think it was how much it was really integrated to our culture Mm. and how each of them would later affect uh the national history of our country as well wow And one of the best examples that I could cite was that of the Virgin of Peace and Good Voyage. Mm -hmm. Yes, Mm -hmm. because uh, uh, it was through that particular image of the Blessed Mother Mm -hmm. uh, that the Manila Acapulco galleon trade, Mm -hmm. uh, which was the economic lifeline of the Spanish colony in the country back then, uh, would survive because uh, we all know how difficult sea travel was back yes then. yeah it wasn't a and, it, it wasn't yes. a guaranteed that you would even get halfway there you could die yes, or you really. won't even make it alive right right go back right so so they do credited the version of peace and good voyage mm-hmm. uh for the success of those voyages mm-hmm. i think she crossed the pacific five times wow wow now, can you tell us a little bit more about this virgin? Because honestly, okay. I got a lot of my information from you. And so, and I gave you credit. Yes. So, yes. so tell us a little more about this Madonna, the Our Lady okay. of Peace and Good Voyage. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the image of Our Lady of Peace and Good Voyage was, in fact, an image of the Immaculate Conception mm. uh, that was enshrined somewhere in a parish in Mexico, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then the appointed Governor General of the Islands, Governor General Juan Nino de Tabora, mm-hmm. saw this beautiful image of Our Lady and asked the Church to uh, to let him have it, mm-hmm. so that the so that the Virgin would accompany him on his administration. Oh wow, wow! Yes, and they were and he was and the Church officials did gave the image Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and they left Mexico on March 25th, 1626 Mm -hmm. on the Feast of the Annunciation. Oh, wow. Wow. Yes. And after a few months and they credited the Virgin for their safe journey, although she wasn't, she doesn't have the title of Our Lady of Peace and Good Voyage yet, Mm -hmm. until they arrived in Manila on June 18th, Mm -hmm. that same year. And mm. they first enshrined this image in Manila mm-hmm. for, for a while during the reign of Governor General Tabora. Mm-hmm. And when he died, he entrusted the image to the Jesuits. Oh, wow. wow. Yes, he entrusted it to the Jesuits. And then years later, they brought him to 
to resolve province. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And uh, here's the, the well-known legend of this image. Mm -hmm. uh, she was first enshrined in a parish in, called called Barrio Santa Cruz. Mm -hmm. Or the village of the holy village in honor of the holy cross, mm -hmm. and then suddenly the virgin would disappear in her altar frequently. Oh my goodness! <laughs> yes, she would frequently disappear in her altar, and the and the people and the clergy would found the image on top of a tree. Oh my gosh! Hmm. And the tree was uh is called tipolo, mm -hmm. which is breadfruit. Mm -hmm. It's a breadfruit, breadfruit tree, I think. Mm -hmm. Then, um, and it became frequent. And then the people and the and the clergy decided that maybe the virgin wanted to stay in this spot oh, wow. where she keep, where she where she's where she keeps going wow. every time. Wow. wow. And so they did. They later built a, a church in mm -hmm. honor of the virgin mm -hmm. on the spot where she used to go. Mm -hmm. And the tree that where she used to stay became a base oh, of the image, wow. so that she won't leave. Yes, <laughs> they made a nice a nice home for her. Oh my goodness! Yes, and it and sooner or later it did became a popular pilgrim shrine. Mm. Sooner mm. or later, and what added to this? It's because during the Chinese rebellion, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. during that time, uh, there were, of course, they were pillaging the what, where, whatever village or town that they go through, mm -hmm. and then they would burn those villages. And unfortunately, the Church of the Virgin was one of the casualties. Oh no! Oh. However, interestingly enough, when they tried to burn the image, it they couldn't. Isn't that fascinating? That's so yes, fascinating. and they were a bit scared because the image is not burning at all. Wow, it's not burning at all. However, they left a gash mark on her cheek. Isn't that interesting? Wow, and we can still see that gash mark to this day wow. as a reminder of that incident. Wow, wow, Ugh. yes, so rich, such a beautiful story. Just like the version of Shazda Hova. Yeah. That's exactly what I was thinking. That's so yes. interesting. That's so interesting. Now, you have said in the beginning of our talk something about the image of the infant Jesus. And yes. there's there's two, as, as far as I understand, there are two images of Jesus that are very famous in the Philippines. Can you oh, yes. tell us yes. about those? Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Uh, the first one is the Santo Nino, or uh -huh. the Holy Child of Cebu, right. which is in Central Philippines. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Yes, and that's the one that Ferdinand Magellan brought to the country in 1521. Wow. Wow. Yes, and it was given to who would who was later baptized as Queen Juana uh -huh. as a baptismal gift. Wow. Wow. Although, unfortunately, Magellan got killed mm. in, uh, by one of the rebels. Uh-oh. Yes. <laughs> but years later, when Miguel Lopez de Legazpi uh, arrived in the country to re to regain uh, the Spanish control, mm -hmm. and uh, suddenly, one of his men, Juan Camus, 
uh, went to one of the houses and they found a strange box. Mm. They found a strange box and lo and behold, they found the child Jesus that Fred and Angela gave. Oh my gosh. Yes. Yeah. Wow. And from the and they took the image and Miguel Lopez de Legazpi named the province under the holy name. Oh. And from Cebu, the image of the child Jesus uh became popular mm -hmm. and it reached Manila, mm -hmm. in Central and Northern Philippines, mm -hmm. and even as far as the Muslim Mindanao. There were images of the child Jesus as well. Really? Yes, and it became, and it was the Augustinians who propagated the devotion to the mm -hmm. child Jesus mm -hmm. to this day. Mm -hmm. And it is currently a basilica in Cebu. Yes, and it still exists to this day. Oh, and wow. it survived many earthquakes, wars, revolu revolutions. Mm -hmm. And it's, and I, you can check the document. I'll send you the documentary link. Sure. I would like yes, that. It was, it was, there's there's this English subtitles to it because uh -huh. it was filmed in Filipino. Uh huh. Well, yeah, it would, should be. <laughs> it should be because it's your your saint. Wow. Yes, it was a project of the Philippine government for mm. the for the Kinsen, national Kinsentennial. I'll be mm. sending the link to you afterwards, oh, so they can you. also watch it as well. Great. Yes. And then there's an uh, uh, another Jesus. Another one. Yes. Yes, and that's the Black Nazarene. The Black or the Nazarene. Image of, wow, wow. Yes, it's that. That's the image of our Lord carrying the cross. Mm, mm. And that image was very popular in Central Manila. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And that's uh, although for this image, there are not really certain when it arrived in the Philippines. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But it was later opined that it was a replica of another image of our Lord carrying the cross mm -hmm. uh, as 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 a sacristy image, according to the Augustine and Recollect Fathers. Oh wow! Wow. Yes, and for some reason it did gain popularity of its own, mm. and that's when the former Archbishop of Manila ordered of its transfer to to Intramuros, mm -hmm. which is then the center of the colony mm -hmm. to the district of Quiapo. Okay. Mm -hmm. And from and for once the image was enshrined at the Quiapo church, now a basilica as well, mm -hmm. uh, people started to flock to to Quiapo church, mm -hmm. especially on Fridays. Oh, really? Oh, wow. Yes. Okay. And it is a dark-skinned image as well, similar mm -hmm. to the version of Peace and Good Voyage. Mm -hmm. And they have a very interesting relationship. Yes, mm -hmm. yes. And they do foster that kind of relationship mm -hmm. over the years, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. to this day. Mm -hmm. And and during the pilgrimage season of Our Lady of Peace and Good Voyage, mm -hmm. before the first Tuesday of May, uh, the the image of Our Lady of Peace would go to the Chiapo Basilica mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and she would stay there for at least 24 to 48 hours and they will offer their prayers and devotions. And mm -hmm. then uh, the night before May 1st, mm -hmm. uh, they would walk barefoot mm -hmm. from Chiapo Church down to Antipolo Cathedral. Mm -hmm. That's so and amazing. that would take around at least 12, more than 12 hours. Wow. And they would have to walk all night. And 
interestingly, uh, the, the pilgrims and devotees, they, they, they don't really complain about it because because in their minds, they thought this is for our Lord and Our Lady. So yeah. let's just go and walk. And mm-hmm. it became sort of a re- family reunion. Uh-huh. And, and there were prayers and hymns that you would hear. Uh-huh. Even it would cross around the busy streets of Canton City. Yeah, yeah. It, because it, it because Calpo and Antipolo were a bit far. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, because Antipolo was more of somewhere up north mm-hmm. north in northern metro manila while mm-hmm. in quiapo was around the center mm-hmm. and so they would walk around for hours and how long has this pilgrimage been in existence um for the although there were early traces that it went as far as the post-war years oh, okay okay because the version of antipolo was later enshrined to Kiapo Church when her church was destroyed during the Second World War. Oh, wow. So that's where the relationship uh, would formally uh-huh. begin. Uh-huh. And and everybody thought, well, let's, let's this is a nice uh, result from this horrible war, so let's keep that up. Wow. Yes, and it's one of the most awaited uh, events of the two shrines. Oh, wow. That they would meet. Oh, yes. Although nowadays that uh, there were more replicas of the Virgin of Antipolo that would go around in different parts of the Philippines Mm -hmm. for those who cannot come, Mm -hmm. given as far as northern Philippines. Mm. And there's one in the southern Philippines. Wow. Now, we had a lovely conversation before our episode. And Mm -hmm. you were talking about something that I thought was really interesting. You said there were several different types of Madonnas in yes, the Philippines. Yes. Can you tell us about that? Of course. Mm-hmm. So what there were three of them, the three prevailing uh, schools of iconography mm-hmm. or images of Our Lady in the country. One is, of course, the popular Black Madonna. Mm-hmm. And it is a known fact as well that the, fir- the first existing image of Our Lady here is Our Lady of Guidance, oh, wow. which is a Black Madonna as well. Oh my goodness. That's wonderful. Yes. And she still exists, although she's a bit more fragile mm-hmm. right now. So she wouldn't really, really leave her shrine mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because of how fragile she is already. Mm-hmm. Because it, some, some say that it predates back to Magellan's time, but wow. we're still confirming it more about it until the book about her would release sometime in June. Mm. Wow, interesting. Yes. And of course, uh, the Black Madonna is very popular as well here in the Philippines, uh-huh. given that they were able to relate to her because of her mm. color of her skin. Yes. As in most cases. Right, right. Yes. And of, apart from Our Lady of Antipolo and then Our Lady of Guidance, you have Our Lady of the Abandoned, mm-hmm. which is also which is a replica from Valencia in Spain. Really? Wow. Yes, we wow. do have one, an image of her here directly from the Valencia Basilica, mm-hmm. the people, mm-hmm. or shrine rather. Mm-hmm. And, and she's brown skin. Mm-hmm. And she was named the governor of Manila mm. because of a certain incident. Again, another political turmoil that happened. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the governor of Manila in Thanksgiving to, uh, to because, of, because of the end of the turmoil, he gave his scepter to mm-hmm. the Virgin and it can be still seen to this day. Oh, 
how lovely. Yes. Wow. And so and we, then, go ahead. Go yes. Ahead. Yes. And then there's also um, dark images of Our Lady with Child. Okay. It's also available. It's also popular as well, like the version of the Visitation in mm -hmm. Cagayan Valley. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes, and also the version of the Rule in Cebu as well, mm -hmm. uh, which is an Augustinian devotion. Mm -hmm. And then the other one was what we're currently reviving at this point is Our Lady of Health of mm -hmm. Augustinian Recollects, mm -hmm. and there is the replica of Our Lady of Guadalupe. Oh. of Extremadura. Wow. In Central Philippines. Oh, wow. Okay. Yes, and these very dark images of Our Lady do, are also, uh, do have their popular cult. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yes. And then the second type was, of course, the fair skin, the ivory images, mm -hmm. which, uh, which naturally they're also from Spain. Mm -hmm. And although some or most of them would are made here in the Philippines, mm -hmm. given how far how near we are with India and China, where we get all the ivories that will be carved. Oh wow, interesting. Yes, yes, and uh, in the ivory and most of the ivory images are also known to be popular and miraculous as well. Mm -hmm. And also, apart from the ivory images, there we have the most recent in the canon, which is uh, the localized or Philippinized, mm. if I could, okay. if I could call it that way, mm -hmm. because uh, it the this image of Our Lady wearing the Filipino garb. Oh, how beautiful! The Philippine yeah, the Filipina garb, rather, uh -huh. where she wears the baro or a uh, a, a top. Mm -hmm. Made of uh, uh, weave leaves. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know the weave pina or husi. If you would have butterfly sleeves, and then oh. just like a typical Filipina back in the day. Wow, wow! And she also have brown skin. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Also have brown skin. Mm -hmm. Although uh, the first known image of this kind was from the Aglipayan Church, mm -hmm. which is a breakaway from the Catholic Church due mm -hmm. to the Philippine Revolution. Oh, okay. Um, later on, the Catholic the Catholic Church would later adopt this iconography with mm -hmm. the Virgin of the Barangay, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. which was a painting in Negros, mm -hmm. and then which is she is the most popular uh, man image wearing the Filipiniana garb, mm -hmm. the Virgin of Barangay. Wow. Although, uh, and the height of this type of Madonna would be would go on, especially during the seventies. Oh, really? The 50s to the 70s during uh -huh. the Marshall regime mm -hmm. where they want to impose uh, the Filipino first policy mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. they would showcase everything that's Filipino. So mm -hmm. they would garb images of Our Lady just like a Filipina. Ah, wow. Although recently it's somehow fading mm -hmm. because by tradition we still uh, go to more traditional looking images mm -hmm. whether it's the black or the fair skin mm -hmm. that wears a spat wears uh, a Spanish in uh, the late just like the ladies of the Spanish court mm -hmm. where we used to see the image of Our Lady that way, mm -hmm. and then of course those from the approved man apparitions mm -hmm. and 
most of most of the although that's that's the sad thing because it's not really the Filipiniana type is not really that popular mm-hmm. anymore mm-hmm. or if not popular may it's somehow fading because mm-hmm. they because with the renaissance of of a Philippine Catholic imagery mm-hmm. in the recent years that they would have the images where mm-hmm. similar to those of the Spanish the Spanish ladies in the court oh how interesting it's so interesting yes it's so interesting. Now, you talk in your blog, and you've also talked a little bit during our time mm-hmm. together about these amazing yes. festivals. And it seems like there's these incredible pilgrimages yes. and festivals. Can you tell us about one that you find particularly amazing? <laughs> I'm sure oh, they yes. all are. Uh, they're, I'm the, sure they're all amazing, but one that really yes, touches you. Yes, aside from the usual pilgrimage season. Right. And also there's the specific Marian feast of certain images. We have this certain festival called the Grand Marian Procession. Oh, wow. Held, held every first Sunday of December in Intramuros oh. in Manila. Uh-huh. And that's it. That is the gathering of all venerated Marian images in one day. Oh my goodness. From all over the country. And the one that I'm using in my backdrop uh-huh. was the last image, oh, which, wow. which is called the festival image oh. of the Immaculate Conception. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Because the, this kind of festival was dedicated in honor of the Immaculate Conception, mm. which is the patroness of the Philippines. Neat, neat. Yes, and uh, this festival, or this procession rather, gives everybody a chance to, to see these popular images of Our Lady mm-hmm. from Our Lady our Lady of the Rosary, mm-hmm. Lourdes, Fatima, Guadalupe, mm-hmm. Our Lady of the Abandon, Our Lady of the Visitation, mm-hmm. La Peña, Our Lady of Peña Francia, every man image that you can think of in wow. the Philippines. Wow. They're all present. Mm-hmm. And most of them are from different shrines. Mm-hmm. Some are from different families. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And also images depicting the life of the Blessed Virgin Mary. Oh, wow. And also the some saints of Manila. Uh-huh. To accompany the procession, and it's been going on since 1981. Oh, okay. Yes, it, and it became an, an it became an annual affair, oh. and so much so that one of the most popular images was Our Lady of Sorrows okay. in Laguna Province. Okay. Yet her festival was very festive; like you wouldn't even think that she is an image of Our Lady of Sorrows. <laughs> And to top that, all the delegates from that shrine in Laguna would, the town itself is empty. They oh would just gosh. go to Intramuros just for her. Oh my gosh. Wow. Why do you think that the Philippine people have such an incredible devotion to Our Lady? Do you have any insights to that? Well, for that, because... Filipinos are very maternal. Ah, okay, okay. It is in it. It is in the culture uh-huh. because um, pre-colonial Philippines, they have high. We have this high regard to women and mothers, mm-hmm. and it's somehow tra- translated during the Spanish era, mm-hmm. and it and with the number of man images mm-hmm. that we do have. And how much devotion and honor that she's getting, mm-hmm. both from the colonizers and the natives, mm-hmm. and uh, we and we do call her Mama Mary, oh. for that matter. We yeah. do call her that, and 
they don't mind because she is very uh because we find in her she's very maternal yeah just like just like all our mothers right. and it right. is a nature in every filipino to look for their mothers yes yes and thus and it does translate hmm. to our marriage devotion hmm. to this day yes. fortunately yes to this day yes that's incredible so incredible so um you also uh, talked a little bit in the beginning of our time together but we've also yes. discussed this before you mm -hmm. are uh what i would call a lay scholar meaning you know you don't have a phd yes. or you're not a yes. priest yes. but you are being tapped as a wonderful resource in the philippines for this type of history yes. do you want to tell us the different projects you've worked on um, yes. Yeah. So currently, uh, one one of one of my first uh, projects was for the revival of Our Lady of Health. Okay. Of the of the, of the Augustinian Recollect Order, mm -hmm. where uh, I do we I do have a long history with this particular image because mm -hmm. when back when I was in college mm -hmm. in the in the University of Santo Tomas, mm -hmm. uh, I would uh, I stumbled upon a book of the venerated images of Our Lady in the Philippines mm. that was it's written in Spanish. Mm -hmm. And I found this very interesting image of Our Lady of Health. Which okay. is, I haven't seen her in all of my travels. Mm -hmm. or I haven't heard of her mm -hmm. until I discovered that she was first kept in the museum mm -hmm, mm -hmm. for a long while. Mm -hmm. And because since her church was destroyed during the Second World War mm -hmm. and unfortunately kept in the museum for a while, and then I put out a blog dedicated to her just after, a, it's just an afterthought. Maybe I should feature her yeah. so that maybe one day I'll just see her. Mm -hmm. I don't know mm -hmm. if what will happen. I'll just throw it mm -hmm. out there, whatever mm -hmm. that is that I know, whatever that I have read. Mm -hmm. Then all of a sudden, one of the priests or friars of the order, mm -hmm. the recollect order, mm -hmm. asked me to come mm -hmm. and meet them. Oh. And um, to see her, right? And little did I know they're also planning to revive the devotion to Our Lady of oh. Health. Oh, that's wonderful. And that's when that's one of my first um, projects that mm. I got involved with. Wow. To this day, yes. to this day. Yes. And although right now a replica of the image is been touring around the country mm. right now, mm -hmm. today they're going to Bulacan province mm -hmm. as we speak just right now mm -hmm. just right now and seeing how far it come mm -hmm. I'm just so happy even mm -hmm. though I'm not present during uh the tours mm -hmm. it's just it's already a good thing that I'm seeing how our teamwork because I cannot really credit it to myself because right. it's a teamwork right, between right, me and right. religious order, uh, uh -huh. order and uh -huh. some of the devotees mm -hmm. and to see how far it come, mm -hmm. I'm just so happy. And we are now uh, in the process for application for a canonical coronation in Rome. Wow. Well, yes. I hope you get to go to that and blog about that in your blog. Yeah. That would be of wonderful. Course, I, do, I do document these events oh, wow. from time to time. Yeah. I do. Then the other projects that I have was for the documentation of the history of Our Lady of Loreto. Okay. Great. Also in Manila. Mm -hmm. Although, he, interestingly, 
the one in Italy was a black Madonna. Yes, right? yes. What we have here was a fair skin image. Really? Huh. Yes, she was. She was a typical. She's an ivory image of Our Lady, mm -hmm. dressed in the Spanish lady mm -hmm. of the court, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. standing in a miniature replica of the House of Loreto. Mm. Wow. And uh, I'm, I'm, I'm currently working working with them at this uh, for their project. It's also for her canonical coronation as well. Mm. Interesting. Interesting. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So yes, you you get your information mainly from different libraries in the Philippines, uh, universities. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. Also from what have uh, from the uh, my own archives as well to see wow. if I have them in one of my books uh -huh. or in some certain publication. And also I would scoundrel some information online wow. because there were some things that we didn't even that both of us didn't even know wow. that it already existed. Wow. And then uh, I would just check on the previous work and to mm -hmm. corroborate mm -hmm. if this really happened. Mm -hmm. It was a long process, mm -hmm. but it's worth it because oh, I just yeah. love doing what I'm doing. Yes. Well, I certainly can tell. I can certainly <laughs> tell you. that. Is there um, most, I, I like I, I've signed up for your updates. So I get these oh, <clears throat> in my, in my um, mm -hmm. emails and I read them and they're always so comprehensive and informative. Is there, and I, people ask this of me, and it's always so difficult to say, is there one Madonna that specifically stands out to you personally that you really have an affinity for? And I know that's not a fair question, yes. but it's you okay. can... <laughs> I do get that a lot. I, yes. that a lot. I think for me, it's Our Lady of the Rosary of okay. La Naval de Manila. Okay. Yes, for me personally, mm -hmm. because... Well, she is an ivory image, though. Yeah, well, that's okay. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, but that particular image uh, became part of my Catholic life mm -hmm, mm -hmm. since I was college because mm -hmm. I first met the, uh, the, the, the this image of Our Lady during our 400th year celebrations of our university oh wow oh. and it so happened that the original image went down from her from her shrine in Quezon city going to manila which is just a few minutes away mm -hmm. and then when i sat when i was waiting for her and finally saw her for the first time i was starstruck oh. because i used to read her in books oh wow yeah i used to read her in books and uh -huh. i just see her her regal features, especially mm -hmm. her face, mm -hmm. very regal. Mm -hmm. Let me just find a photo of her. Yeah. It's one of the ones that I treasured because mm -hmm. I took the photo oh. without the knowing. <laughs> <laughs> but and when I saw that image of our lady, that image of our lady of the rosary, I was dumbfounded that it made me go down on my knees, oh. not seeing anything. Yeah, yeah. And from that moment. Um, I would frequently go to her shrine, mm -hmm. the National Shrine of Our Lady of the Rosary in mm -hmm. Capitan City. Mm -hmm. And I would frequent her shrine. And then that's when I learned more about her. Mm -hmm. And I was surprised that even our first Filipino saint 
St. Lorenzo Ruiz have seen her. Oh, wow. And many Dominican missionaries have also venerated her who would later become martyrs and canonized saints. Wow. wow. So that's how special she was. Wow. And she have became a constant witness to my life as well, especially mm-hmm. when I when I failed a class, I would just go run to her oh. and ask her to please help me. <laughs> yes. I know you do something for me, yeah. but please help. Me. Yeah. And then when my dad passed away in 2012, uh-huh. I immediately went to her shrine and right. asked her, please take my dad. Oh, yeah. Please take my dad. That's and uh, I was in inconsolable grief, but mm-hmm. she was there. Oh, she was present. there. And I was, and after years later, when I graduated, uh, I later joined her, the Rosary Confraternity, and mm-hmm. I will be. And whenever the month of October comes, mm-hmm. uh, my uh, my coworkers know that I won't be around until yes. the festivities. Right, right. <laughs> because that's how special she was. Because oh. she was really part of my life mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. personally. And um, I, I think this is the photo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is the photo. I got a photo. Mm-hmm. Here she is. Oh, she's beautiful. She's beautiful. Yeah. Oh, yeah, she's very regal and uh, very yeah. regal. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, and uh, and what struck me the most is is also she also have this sort of national importance as well mm-hmm. because uh, just to give you a little story about mm-hmm. her, sure. uh, in sixteen forty six, uh, the Dutch. Uh, in the, there were Dutch invasions mm-hmm, going around mm-hmm, Asia mm-hmm. by that time, and they also wanted to colonize the Philippines, mm-hmm, which is they are known to be Protestant by that time. Whoa. And uh, <laughs> yes, and then uh, by that time, uh, the Philippines was in shambles because of the earthquake of the fall of the previous year, mm-hmm. which destroyed Manila. Mm. to the ground mm-hmm. and then uh there was the death of the archbishop mm. and uh and and of course the rebellions of going back and forth mm-hmm. during that time mm-hmm. it was a very desperate time mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, it was before 1646 mm-hmm. and then add these the dutch in the, the planned dutch invasion mm-hmm. that's when the, the spanish filipino forces gathered together and made a vow to the Blessed Virgin of the Rosary, mm-hmm. the one that I that I showed right, earlier. Right. That they vowed that if they will win, and uh, win, if they will win the the, the naval battles, mm-hmm. they would walk barefoot to her shrine. Oh my gosh! Wow. And after five successful battles. <laughs> And all of them were won by uh-huh. the combined Spanish and Filipino troops. Uh-huh. They were able to fulfill the vow. Oh, wow. And it was attested that it was a miracle because they only have two warships. <gasps> wow. wow. Out of eight, the Dutch have 18 or 16. Wow. The Spanish and Filipino forces only have two. Two. Well, it was a two good. Two old galleons. It was a good two battle strategy. <laughs> good yes. battle strategy. <laughs> our own version of Lepanto. Wow. Do they do they have a, a pilgrimage to recognize this? Yes. Uh, oh, okay. We, yes, they also have it. That's why there was this so-called 
rivalry between the devotees of Our Lady of Peace and Our Lady of the Rosary back then. And it was recorded. Uh-huh. It was recorded back then. Uh-huh. And I do remember there was a talk about it. I was just I was just laughing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was just laughing because it did actually happen that they would uh, they uh, some devotees would boast. No, this virgin is more famous. No, she is more miraculous. Although that's the that's the only thing that I would criticize with right. Marian devotees right. in the country right. that they would compare. Although at the end of the day, it's the same. It's the same. It's the virgin. same. Yes. Yeah. That's. It's the same virgin with yeah. different manifestations. <laughs> there shouldn't be any quarrels about it. But no. back in the day, there was. There was. <laughs> that's funny. They would for more jewelry, mm-hmm. more decorations mm-hmm. bigger churches mm-hmm. <laughs> well until now there were some churches that were like that though oh, but what? but the really but there's nothing wrong with the relationships between no. the Jesuits and the Dominicans well it sounds we, to me like this wonderful Marian festival where all of them appear that's that's the the compromise <laughs> let's just honor all yes. of them <laughs> <laughs> and everybody learned, and it's interestingly enough, on that Marian procession, mm-hmm. they learn from one another. Definitely. Definitely. Yes, and that's when they would organize pilgrimage to each other's shrines. Mm. Oh. And they would exchange ideas of mm-hmm. what do you what do you do in your shrine? Oh, maybe we could adopt that here mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. And I've been seeing that kind of learning and integration mm-hmm. from one practice to another, and it leads them to a great relationship. Mm-hmm. And I've been witnessing it for years now, oh. and I do notice that I think they got inspired from this shrine. Oh, good, good. Which is a good thing. Yes. Which is a good thing yeah. because it would really help on the propagation of certain of a certain man devotion of, of that particular shrine. And which is that's a good thing that we do not nowadays. We don't really compare one another because it's more of integration of what we have mm-hmm. at this point, which is. The true, the true impulse of Christianity. Of course, We're supposed to be, be uh, one big community. Now, speaking of community, your mm-hmm. blog has a global reach, and it mainly, it, it yes. mainly in the beginning, you really touched the Filipino diaspora from all over yes. the world. Yeah. Yes. Yes, I didn't expect how far it will reach, and it mm-hmm. reached to you. Yes, it did. Well. <laughs> yes, and also there were uh, other Filipino communities, mm-hmm. especially from Holy Land, mm-hmm. that would approach me, and they would say their their message of gratitude, mm-hmm. and they started to plan which parents that we will go to. <laughs> or which festival that they will attend oh. because they haven't read or seen it in a while because yeah. the problem is that uh such topics were not really that discussed no i yes. i am a person that i i was like well of course there's devotion in the philippines why would there not be but you just don't hear about it and yes. and that's um a deep lack for the rest of us and yes. what i'm so grateful to you for using this using your wonderful skills uh through Thank social you. media and the and the blog 
to enlighten us to this very, very rich devotional spirituality and devotion to Our Lady from the Philippines, which, yes. you know, it's our lack. It's it's the rest of our lack. Um, so yes, really... and yes, not, not trying to brag about it, but I was just want to fill the void. Yes. Let's yes. put it that way. Let's yes. just put it that way, not for bragging or anything. Right. I'll just want to fill the void mm -hmm. because uh, here in the Philippines, we have this situation that they would also report the same topics, mm -hmm. but not really that accurate or there's oh. something missing yeah 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 and other religions would misinterpret it otherwise ah. so i just want to fill that gap mm -hmm, mm -hmm. to give them more understanding why are they doing this right right most especially the most was the the black nazarene procession yes. mm -hmm. in manila because mm -hmm. at at the onset, or on the on the point of view of an onlooker, it was rowdy. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I I don't know if you've seen it mm -hmm. on me uh, in I the have. media that you would see that there were people scrambling going to the carriage of the Black Nazarene, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and they would go. They they would have to step on each other's heads, oh, or yeah. which it it is a normal thing, mm -hmm. and they don't. When they were asked about it, they don't mind. Mm -hmm. Oh no, they don't mind it at all mm -hmm. because well, it's devotion. Yeah, it's, it's devotion. devotion. Yeah. And when I can come to understand it more, that's mm -hmm. when I started. Maybe I should explain more about this, mm -hmm. or maybe mm -hmm. uh, let's see why. Let's just try, try to explain mm -hmm. why this happens. And mm -hmm. fortunately, there were also scholars who also look thinking the same way right. as yeah. well. Thankfully, not because. Uh, we have we share and I do communicate and connect with them and mm -hmm. uh, exchange discourse mm -hmm. on this mm -hmm. and it is a healthy it's a healthy thing for me because I've, at least finally someone uh, would share the same mm -hmm. point of view mm -hmm. and learn from each other and, right. and it's also a great thing as well for me because also I would update whatever information that I have and right. were to explain it further right. and simply to learn more Aww. because for me Learning is constant, mm -hmm. and I can't. And that's why my blog is constantly being updated yes. when there's new information mm -hmm. coming, mm -hmm. or some new discovery, or some corrections mm -hmm. would come in mm -hmm. later researches. Right. And I do welcome them a lot because mm -hmm. I just cannot, I just don't like the idea of just keeping it the same narrative over and over right, again right, because right. maybe there's something more that I don't even know, and right. that excites me. Mm -hmm. Oh, when I keep writing my blog, that maybe there's something I don't know. Yeah, I don't know it yet, but mm -hmm. it will come in the future, mm -hmm. and it happens all the time. That's so wonderful. I I experience something similar with my work, and I call it yes. the never-ending story. <laughs> it yes. just never ends. That's end. true. That's true. It's it's there, and for me personally, and it sounds like that with you too. It really deepens my faith. And yes. um, and just this unbelievable sense of gratitude. It's like this yes. this gratitude and amazement all at the same time. It's yes. really interesting. It's a great mix of emotions at that. Definitely. Yes, it so, is. So what it's I think you've already answered this, but what is the main main issue that you want people to take away from your blog? I think for me, it's regionalism. Mm, okay. Mm -hmm. 
because uh, I would normally see unhealthily that there was this sort of competition yeah, yeah. of each, right? That we could do something better. But yeah, yeah. It's like, no, it shouldn't be that way. Yeah. I think it's okay to be proud of you know, what kind of heritage or devotion that you have, right. but it doesn't mean that it gives you the right to brag about it mm-hmm. and show it other people's throats mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. I've seen that's the ugly side of devotions I would yeah, say yeah. I've witnessed it myself mm-hmm. and I don't think the Blessed Mother would appreciate that no, no. maybe and I think what is needed is respect mm-hmm. and also uh, the devotion should also transform the person as well yes mm-hmm. because I have witnessed myself that uh there was also the hypocrisy mm-hmm. i witnessed it the dark the dark side of it myself yeah. because they would masquerade themselves as true devotees mm-hmm. but in reality they're re- they're they they aren't yeah being being blunt because mm-hmm. that's what i've been seeing yeah although i did got critics because of my own point of view but at the end <laughs> of the day it's it's we're still in we're still in the faith yes. well our catholic faith does uh it did tells us that we will suffer as well and mm-hmm. we should all uh, you will face contradiction mm-hmm. nobody's there. no we're still all figuring it out that's what i always yes. say we still do. We still do. now is there anything i haven't asked you that you would like people to know uh, well um right now well, as as far as right now, I'm still doing my own thing, yeah. doing my own research, mm-hmm. and also uh, serving. I'm I'm also an acolyte, mm-hmm. an altar mm-hmm. server mm-hmm. for the traditional Latin mass mm-hmm. just last year. But I've been attending the tradition traditional Latin mass for mm-hmm. almost six years, mm-hmm. going or eight years rather, and somehow it does help me in my writing. Oh, wow. That's so interesting. Interestingly enough, interestingly enough wow. because there were some things that I don't really understand. Why are they doing this mm-hmm, on mm-hmm. some certain devotions? Mm-hmm. But when I started to get involved with traditional Latin mass, it makes more sense. Isn't that fascinating? That's interestingly so fascinating. enough, it makes more sense. Wow. That's amazing. That's so amazing. Yes. Now, how can people follow you and contribute to your amazing body of work? Yes. Uh, well, they can check on my blog. Mm-hmm. It, it's uh, Pintakasi PH, mm-hmm. which uh, that's pintakasiph.wordpress.com. Okay. They can go ahead and subscribe to mm-hmm. it, to subscribe to my blog. Mm-hmm. And although I do check the comment section a lot and mm-hmm. also... You can also reach on my official Facebook page. Mm-hmm. It's Pintakasi PH. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I do post features mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. also help on and also propagate as well different devotions mm-hmm. and also partner with different shrines and basilicas mm-hmm. to co-stream mm-hmm. their liturgical celebrations mm-hmm. as well. And they, that's where they can really reach out to me because wow. I do really, mm-hmm. uh, I do really respond to messages mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. put out different materials so mm-hmm. it's not really the, the blog itself i'm also working on the facebook page mm-hmm, mm-hmm. they do uh because the facebook page originally serves as the uh, the promotional platform right right for the blog mm-hmm. until it, it got a life of its own mm-hmm. 
well, yes. I'm going, well, I'm subscribed, but I will make sure I tune in when you have your celebrations and your festivals. That sounds yes. amazing. Yes. And we have a lot of celebrations mm -hmm. right now mm -hmm. in the coming years. Yes. In, 20, in 2026, uh, we are about to celebrate the 400th anniversary of the arrival of Our Lady of Peace and Good Voyage. Oh, wow. Yes. And uh, this coming July, although we have, I haven't got any further details of this yet. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the Cathedral Shrine of Our Lady of Peace and Good Voyage mm -hmm. will be declared as an international shrine. Oh, that's wonderful. That's so it's going wonderful. to be a first in the Philippines. Oh man, I wish I could be there. <laughs> but I might I, I might come for the 2026. I certainly can plan for that. That would be yes, incredible. Because they have different celebrations mm -hmm. in uh, that they're planning. Mm -hmm. One of them was also the centenary of her coronation. Oh wow, okay. Yes. Mm -hmm by November. Mm. I'm pretty sure that they will be planning to do something mm -hmm. because she although the image was in Rizal province, mm -hmm. she was crowned in Manila. Mm. Okay. Well. And her coronation is also an is also a national affair back mm. then because I was able to retrieve a souvenir program of oh, hers. How fun. And wow. it was a national affair, and it was a long procession mm -hmm. from the Pasig River, and then she would go on carriage, mm -hmm. and they carry her. Mm -hmm. And each stop to every town or city, mm -hmm. they would really the image would stop, and they would give their homage until. Mm -hmm. And then she stayed at the Manila Cathedral for mm -hmm. the 90 Novena for the Immaculate Conception. Mm -hmm. It was a national thing. Oh, that's because so, of so uh, the importance of the image. And yeah, and I think I will be, and, uh, we, and currently I am also partners with them for, oh, wow. for the live stream of their liturgical celebrations. Wow. Oh, wow. Well, you can also check on, you can check that on my page too. So you can see the Sunday mm -hmm. masses mm -hmm. and also their planned activities, mm -hmm. because right now they're inviting other shrines in the country to come mm -hmm. to Antipolo mm -hmm. and have their venerated image come with them. Mm -hmm. That's so it's been, sweet. It's been a long that's so sweet. In the shrine. Yes. Yeah, that sounds so wonderful. Well, I'll certainly have uh, things in the program notes for this for this podcast so people can definitely keep in touch with you. Yes, well, thank you. James you are just an inspiration and a true blessing. Um, you, like I said, your blog has been so informative. Thank you. And I also am very grateful to you for giving me some of your time. And I hope my Thank listeners you. come to enjoy and be nourished by your writings as well. Yes. Thank you so much as well. And it was a great honor that I, I am featured on your podcast. Yes, yes. I do listen. I've already listened to your previous episodes. Oh, good. Really great. I think so too. <laughs> I, really it's great. you know, and I always tell people, which I'm sure you feel the same way. It's not me; it comes through me. <laughs> yes, yeah, it's, it's mutual, and it's mutual yeah. to say the least. Yeah, definitely. Well, I hope you enjoyed this amazing interview with James Malabanan as much as I did. 
And during my several conversations and preparation for the interview, as well as the interview, it just strikes me as this wonderful image of the Black Madonna, the Dark Madonna, is such a a universal theme of companionship and solidarity and art and festivities. It's truly inspiring. So again, I will have the link to the blog and the wonderful interactive Facebook page for Pinacasi. And I hope that you sign up for his blog. It's really, really informative. And one more shout out to my Patreon supporters. Thank you so much for your faithful and multi-leveled support. And also, if you're interested in joining the trip to Namibia, there's a link also in the program notes to a promotional video as well as a detailed itinerary and booking form that's closing. The registration is closing in about a week. So if you are so moved and you want to participate, please check that out. And also, if you are a Patreon supporter, you will get the transcripts, the uh, recordings of the talks, uh, copies of the PowerPoint presentations. If you, for some reason, cannot come physically, you certainly can enjoy it virtually. So this is Stephanie Georgiev saying thank you again for spending your valuable time with me. And until we meet next time... Many blessings on your journey.